Survival Podcast, Episode 25. Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement, and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Welcome. Yes, today is another exciting day to share about how to create a great sermon as a Bible pastor. Let's get to the updates on what's going on here. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. We're having another ser- series of meetings in Kuje, here we're doing some uh, meetings starting Tuesday and uh, we're going all the way to till Saturday and then we're going to have what we'll call uh, Friends and Family Sunday which is on the 2nd of December 2018 and uh, yeah the children are doing excellently well in their schools. They are having exams now, and they will be finishing this, the exams this week. They're going to have a, a whole month of holidays, so we're all looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, let's get back. Let's get to the topic for today. Now, um, also, my wife is turning 40 um, next month, and we're, going to, we're trying to do a fundraiser to to help the children that we are taking care of at the church here. We have 13 of them and we are looking to increase that number to maybe double that number. And we're using her 40th birthday as a fundraiser for that. So those of us, those of you that are listening to this and would like to be a part of that, I would, I would like um, to encourage you to do that. I'm going to create, uh, give, send a link to that um, website to, to uh, so that you can know how you can you can be part of this. You can donate to to help the children. So let's go uh, into today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about how to create a great sermon. How to create a great sermon as a Bible pastor. And last week I started this, the second part of this at uh, this topic, this is my second recording on this topic. And last week I talked about the, you know, I mentioned most of the background work. And I mentioned the fact that as a Bible pastor, we don't have the amount of time that a regular pastor would have to prepare for their sermons. And so we would need some tips, things that will make it easier. And I gave some tips last week. And this week, I want to continue and add a few more tips to what you already have. So the first thing I have here is have an outline and the main text for your sermon as early as possible during the week. What I do is I'm already, I already have an idea of what I'm going to be speaking about uh, on Monday. That's the Monday preceding that Sunday. I already have the the outline of what I'm going to be speaking about. And I use that 
um, uh, outline, I begin to think about it. I, what I do is I, I create an outline in my head or on paper before I continue uh, my week. So I try to do that as quickly as possible, even if I don't have a lot of time. What I do is I, I get these things out, get the main text out, and begin to think about it, get a, a few things done on Monday. And that helps me to think through that throughout the week so I don't have to have a concentrated couple of hours to do that. I, I find out that once I once I have this the topic, I have an outline, four or five points that I want to talk about. It helps me to to build the sermon. Now that's the first first thing. Second thing, the objective of the sermon is to inspire or provoke transformation. So I always think about what's the action I want the hearers to to take at the end of this sermon. I always want to think about that. What do I want these people to do? What is the what's the transformation that I want to see in those who listen to this sermon and and take action on it and just receive it? So I'm I'm not out to just educate the people. I'm out to both educate and bring transformation. So that's that. Those are the things I write down as early as possible during the week. Write down um, a quick outline, four or five points that I think very crucial in the uh, concerning the sermon, the text that I have for the message. And then I quickly write also the objective. What do I want uh, the people to take? Why, why is this sermon important? Why do, why should they, why should they listen to what I'm going to say? And if they listen and they take action, what's the result that they're going to get? I write those down and continue to work on the sermon during the week. I work during my quiet time, I work on it as I drive along and as I pray. I work on it when when I'm waiting for something. I just keep the the, the sermon growing in my my spirit and in my mind throughout the week. Then I I try to center the message on Christ and the redemption message. So after I've written my outline of what 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 I think um, I want the people to learn. So. You know what the spirit is leading me, what I'm getting impressed upon my heart. What I do now is ask myself, how does redemption come into this? And of course, there is always a way. You you can always see that the access that we have into anything that God has in the new covenant is through the blood of Jesus. So I I make sure I find that out and I I put it in the message. I wasn't always doing this. Because I, you know, once you have received something, you begin to assume that everybody knows that. I, 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 I was hear myself speaking to people, and I would say it's because of, uh, as as believers, we have this, or as Christians, we have this, or you have this, you you have new life, you you have the you are the righteousness of Christ without taking the time to let the people know that it is Christ that made that available to us. Not everybody has it. Until the, you know, everybody has the potential of getting it, but not everybody has done that. So I I began to take note of that and and make that a, a very central part of any message that I'm I'm preparing. Then the next point I have is read the main scriptures in a few translations. Very important. Sometimes what you think is 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 a good scripture for what you want to do or teach, you may discover that 
um, th- that's not what that scripture is talking about. You you don't want to make that mistake. So I always, 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 this I do all the time, take the main scripture and I read it in four or five different translations. And I have a website where I also compare it with the with the original language. And that website is called the Blue Letter Bible dot org i believe blue letter bible so there you can see an interlinear new interlinear bible and you can see the scriptures you now word for word in the um in the original language compared also with the english so you can see what word was used for what and you can you know when you have another scripture that has the same kind of word you can go and look at the context of that and gives you a better understanding of the context of a message that you are using. So that that should help a lot. So read read the main scripture in a few translations and um and use the blue letter bible if you, if you know to help you get the original language and continue to uh, at this point if you've not written out your outline and write the outline but I encourage you to write or uh, jot down just write a rough outline early in the week, and by the time you're reading the the text in several translations, maybe three, you no, know, the Wednesday or a few days, so you you can um, know that you are still on track, and your 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 thoughts that you've been building on are in the right are in the right context. The next thing I do is I I focus, I try in my message to focus the attention of the listeners on scriptures. Um, so I'm not just giving ideologies. And thoughts. I want those thoughts to be based on scriptures, so that even after the message, they can go back to those scriptures and get the gist of the message. So focus the the attention of your listeners on scriptures. For every message, find one or two scriptures that summarize the action that you want them to take. And I always suggest that you have one main action that you want the people to take. For example, we're having a conference now. The conference, uh, the theme of the conference is ministering to the Lord, ministering to the Lord. And the action I want the people to take is to really learn and and cultivate a habit of really ministering to God. That means devoting time to um, address God and worship God and speak to God and allow God to speak to them and to to make that a major point uh, in in every day. To that's that's the goal of that of the series of sermons that I'm going to be taking. And but of each sermon, there's going to be uh, an action that I want everybody to take once they they listen. But of course, God. The Holy Spirit uses scriptures to do more than what we can ever imagine. So this is just us preparing. But when you're delivering the message, the Holy Spirit will use it to do way more than you can ever imagine or think. And so um, that's why it's important to use scriptures when you take one or two or three scriptures and you focus on those scriptures and focus the attention of the people on those scriptures. And long after they've forgotten your message, each time they, they read those scriptures, those lessons will, will come back up. Um, and then the next one is, if you practice what you preach, which every one of us should do, but sometimes you're t- talking on a topic that you have not practiced yet. For example, if you're not married and you're t- touched, uh, speaking on marriage, 
you can you can still speak on marriage if you're not married um, but it's, you're not practicing it yet so you may not be able to do this point but if you practice what you preach if you something that you have already done which i encourage every one of us to do then share some of your struggles and your victories not just your victories i intentionally wrote that down so i can remember to say to us that it's not just your victories that people want to learn they also want to learn from your struggles and um, i'm learning to share a lot more of my struggles because i realize that sometimes when you've learned things long before you're sharing them you become way way better at them and stronger at them that by the time you're sharing them and you're way ahead people cannot identify with you and so if you can document your process so that even whenever you're sharing them, you can remember you, the struggles that you went through, then your message is stronger. And, and if you can't remember your own struggles, look for other people's struggles so that people will realize that when we begin to do this, these are the challenges that we may face. And then you can share also your victories and to strengthen what you're, you're sharing. Some people do not like to share about themselves because they don't want the message to be about them. But I, I really enjoy listening to my ministers share exactly how they went through this and how they learned. What I've also added to my messages now is that I try to take note of how I learned the, the message, the, 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 the action that I want the people to take. I, how did I learn that? I didn't come with this uh, from my mother's womb. I, and I didn't learn it the first day I got uh, saved or began to follow Christ, how did I learn it? And if I can remember how I learned it, then I, I share that as well. And then I said, um, number nine, you just don't give a lot of information. The, the goal of, of preaching is not just to give information, it's to bring transformation. And so you, you want to go back and, and think of one main action, one main transformation you want to see in the hearts of the people and then go back to that always, always focus on that. And the last point here is, I, I've written here is, um, soak your, your written outline in prayer for as many days as you can. So that's what I do. Once I have an outline and it's all set, it's all done, I've written out the objective, I've, I've, I've fine-tuned it, I've gotten some examples and some some struggles that I'm going to talk about, sometimes illustrations. And um, then I, I begin to pray about it. I begin to, to pray on it. And um, I pray about the people that are going to listen. I pray for myself that I will deliver it um, the way God wants it to be delivered. I also pray that those who listen to me will not misunderstand my 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 words that they will get it and they will be able to use it as as the Lord wants them to use it and I also pray that uh, the atmosphere in where I'm going to preach will be filled with God's uh, presence and he will do whatever he wants to do with the message I I always submit the message to the Lord and I ask um if you want to change it anytime I'm I'm open to to throwing all of this away and and going on going just flowing along with with what you want but the truth is because i've gone through the message in my head a few times i've i've spoken it to myself a couple of times and i've written down an outline even if i don't have my outline i i can go freestyle and just flow as, as the lord will lead me i really usually don't read out uh, my message i don't write the whole thing out and I, I, many times when I have an outline, I may not go through everything. 
But I always, I find out when I have an outline, it guides me, and I'm able to deliver my messages better. And uh, people get blessed, I believe, more when I take the time to write out um, my outline and my illustrations. Sometimes I write out even the scriptures. I copy them out and put them on the page so that I don't have to turn I go back and forth on my iPad. I just have the whole thing written out. And if I have another scripture that I don't have already planned before, what that come while I'm speaking, then I, I open those. But most of the scriptures that I need, I copy them out and paste them on the page where my outline is so it's easy. It just flows uh, even seamlessly. The the last thing I do, usually this, I, I wish I, I would do earlier, but many times I do that just uh, one or two days before my message is to just completely write down, um, fine-tune my outline and write down illustrations. So the night before, I'm, I'm writing a few things and putting down some illustrations that have come to mind during the week and um, just just to strengthen the message. So that's, that's how I prepare. Uh, and I think... If you have Bible, you can you can do that too. You may need. Uh, I think you would need uh, sometimes during the week. Uh, early is better if you can just write down the, the the outlines and that, and then continue to build it over the time. I use up 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 um what document my Google Drive to do my my sermons. Why? Because I have Google Drive. Google Docs on my phone, my iPad, my, my, my laptop, so that whenever, anywhere, I can just add to it. Many times I do that. When I'm just on the street, I see something, I quickly go on my Google Doc and I add to my sermon. And I can, I, sometimes I could be preparing two, three sermons at the same time. Um, so I'm able to add on the fly when I see an illustration or I see a, a good example of what I'm trying to, what I've been trying to convey in, in my heart to, to the people that will be listening to me concerning uh, on a sermon, listen to a message that I'm preparing. So I, I encourage you, if you can do that as a Bible, get Google Docs or some other thing, Evernote, whatever works for you where you can start somewhere and continue. So if it's just an iPad that you have, you can continue there. And once you're done, you, you have your phone you can continue, and then when you have time to sit down on your computer, you can just go on on the same document and continue to work. That's what I've been doing over the years, and it's been helpful. When I have to do a PowerPoint presentation, I don't do that every Sunday. Some do. I don't. But if, if I have to do that, then I would just uh, take some of the notes that I've written, uh, put them on the PowerPoint. What I've discovered that when I have slides, I don't like to write everything on the slides. What I do is I, I try to get some images that will convey what I'm trying to say, and I have one, two, three, or four points, and I speak um, from my notes. So that's what I would do if, if I have to do a presentation. So you go with what's, what's easy for you, but I, I, I want to start doing lots more of illustration with, with um, images, not necessarily with you know, typing out the whole presentation but I, I know that people learn differently and a lot of people are visual so if if one can make it a habit to have one image at least one or two images in every sermon to illustrate what you're trying to say then I believe you you even pass across the message even stronger but let's not forget the real person that really 
moves the message and makes it a powerful message is the Holy Spirit. And we really need to soak our prayer and our, uh, sorry, our outline and our messages in prayer. And sometimes when I'm praying, I get an impression that God wants to do a specific thing in specific people's lives in the meeting. So I write those things down too. I write, write the impressions that God is putting on my heart concerning the people that will be there in, in, in my outline, in my, in my notes, so that I can remember to say it out to them. And I discover that each time I announce these things, there are people there, their faith is up, they receive. So if you find that while you're pray, praying for a message, you begin to have ideas of what God wants to do, write them down. So I want to wrap this up there. I don't want it to be too long. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And I hope some of these tips have helped you. I would like to hear your tips. Um, I'm always happy to learn one or two things to help make the message better. So God bless you and uh, be blessed, be blessed, stay blessed and, and allow God to continue to use you as a tool in his hands. Father, thank you for the time we spent in prayer, in, in discussing how to be, how to preach better and how to deliver your message better. Uh, I pray for more, more grace for each of your servants. I pray for uh, wisdom and I, I pray for more of your power and anointing upon us. Help each one that as we dis- de- deliver your message weekly, bi-weekly, that uh, we will speak your heart, we will declare your word, and you will bring the transformation that is required. We, we, I pray for all, all those who listen to me that this week will be another wonderful week for, for them and that your name will be glorified in all that we do. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take time to uh, send me so, some comments. Thank you for those that are uh, responding. I really appreciate uh, your responses. And um, I'm, I, I, look, I look forward to more of that. Bye for now. You're blessed. You've been listening to the Bivo Podcast with Ade Sabanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo Podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere. (laughs) 